Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. Well, I want to welcome each and every one of you to Easter weekend here together at Milestone Church. I want to specifically welcome all those at our campuses. I want to welcome our McKinney campus. I want to welcome those at Hazlitt. Maybe someone watching in a video venue here at the Keller campus. We have people watching in the tent throughout the week as we're celebrating Easter on all the different days. A lot of you watching online. We're at multiple places, but we're one church family. I want you to put your hands together. Welcome everybody that's joining us. Wherever you're at, we're praying for you. We're thinking about you, and it's an exciting time to celebrate together. It's Easter, and so a lot of things can stop Easter, so I just want to first say you made it, you made it, everything worked out, all the outfits, everybody. I always like to say, one kid's sock can destroy Easter, are you with me? But we all made it, and I'm excited to share with you something that I think can impact your Easter. There's all the elements of Easter. I'm looking forward uh, to my family getting together and everybody brings all the best dishes. That's what I love. I grew up in church and so we used to have church potlucks and the best thing about a church potluck, you get like five entrees. So uh, that's what we're gonna have at our house. Everybody's gonna bring all the good stuff. But one of my favorite things about Easter is getting the chance to share with you what I believe to be the most hope-filled the greatest message on planet earth that can radically change your life. I wanna tell you the story of Jesus. And I realize that we hear the, the name Jesus, we, we, we maybe know little bits and pieces, and, and I realize that, that there may be someone who's like, I, I don't understand exactly what all of this is, and so maybe it's a holiday, but, but you don't understand maybe what's going on. And, and none of us wanna, wanna act like we, we don't understand, you know? It's the worst thing to be like, uh, I don't understand, I need help, you know? And sometimes we think we understand. You know, I have kids, I have three daughters, one son, and they act like they understand sometimes. I was riding down the road with my youngest, Lainey Kate, one time, and we're driving down the road, you know, and she just out of nowhere, she said, Daddy, I love you. I'm like, Okay, baby girl, what do you want for your birthday? You know what I'm saying? I mean, your daughters can just melt your heart. You know, your son, not so much. But anyway, uh, your, your girls, you know, you're just like, what do you want? And, and I thought I might test her just a little bit to see, you know, how strong her love was. I said, well, girl, you know, what's gonna happen one day is there'll be a hairy-legged boy come along. I'm not gonna like him that much, just to be honest, but uh, you're gonna fall in love with him and and he's going to take you off away from me, and you're going to leave me one day. She said, Daddy, I'll never leave you. She thought for a minute about it. She said, Daddy, I got an idea. Like, I'll get the boy, and then we'll just move in your house. I said, no, that's not going to work, girl. You don't know. You don't understand how this works. Are you with me? How many of you know sometimes, like, there's big things in life, and we don't know exactly how it works, and I find that a lot of people... Even with the message of Jesus, they've had multiple versions and ideas, and it's all mixed up. So I, I want to help you with the story real quick. I just want to go right there and be like, what is it 
that we're really celebrating. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us in a nutshell, the apostle Paul says, this is the reason this is so important. He said, for what I received. So he's not giving secondhand information. If you know the story of this guy, he was the least likely to get saved. He was knocked off his horse. He was a, a person who killed Christians. He was totally against. He said, no, I had a moment where, where I received this. This is not just a dusty old story that I'm writing in my basement somewhere. No, I received this and I wanna pass it on to you as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins. He, he died for our sins. He didn't get killed. He, he came and he gave his life to pay a payment that you and I could never pay. He died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried. He was buried and then was raised. What is Easter about? We celebrate the fact that we serve a risen Jesus. He's alive. He was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. In the context of this, there were people that were saying, well, well, he just passed out or, 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 or maybe he was just a good prophet or, or maybe he was a wise teacher. And did you know there are people today? I meet people all the time. I was sharing uh, Jesus with someone the other day and they're kind of like, yeah, I kind of studied all that, like, like all those religions. I, I said, oh, hold on a minute now. Let me make sure you understand, Jesus is not in the same bucket as all the others. He, he's distinctly other. He's totally other and different. He, he came and died on our behalf and he didn't say, hey, here's my religious set of rules that if you'll meet those requirements then you can have relationship with me. Every religion has a set of rules. Jesus did something than any other that is totally different. He came and actually completed all the rules, said, I did it for you, now you receive me, and he rose from the dead. That's other. I don't know, I've studied all the world religions, I don't know anybody that can claim they raised from the dead. They all have a tomb somewhere where their bones are. Jesus is an alive Jesus. So you're like, okay, that's great, but, but what is the real message of Easter, and that is this, we couldn't save ourselves. We, we couldn't save ourselves. We, we couldn't get to God, so Jesus came to save us. He, he came and took our place and, and took what we deserved and, and gave us what we could never earn. And that's why it's such good news that we can have a relationship with this Jesus because he came and made a way for us to have a relationship with him through this story that we really celebrate on Easter. And I know that there's, there's a lot of people that are going to come and listen in. And, and, and I, really, I really think about you and I think about where you really live. And so I, I thought about this year, I, I thought about something that I think is so universal. And I want to spend a few moments talking to you about how Jesus takes our burdens. He takes our burdens and he carries our, our weight of life. I wanna to talk to you about this Jesus that's a burden lifter, a weight lifter. I wanna to talk to you about that aspect of Jesus. Now, we all know that we're like this, but it's not popular in our culture to say, I need some help. 
Like our favorite thing to be like, I got it. No, no, I got it. No, you don't got it. We see how you got it. That's bad grammar and good preaching. We can tell you got it. It's like, it's like I, I've never done this, but you have. It's like, I'm going to carry all these groceries in one trip. Come on, anybody. I'm going to do them all, right? I'm just, just, I got them all. I'm never going back, you know? And then stuff starts falling and breaking and things start cracking. We've all been there. Are you with me? Kids, you're like, man, I'm going to get one. And I'm amazed at some of y'all, you know what I'm saying? They're just hanging, you know? Now we got all these things. I see all these young ladies in our church, you know, you got this, this carrier, man. I mean, you must have a bicep, like a, like a bodybuilder, you know? I'm like, how are you carrying? That kid's like three years old. And you just be like, carrying around our kids, carry around luggage. You know, you ever been there? You got all your luggage, you know, and there's a bellman at there at the, at the hotel, you know, and they're like, can I help? And you're like, well, that'd be a tip. So you're like, I got it. <laughs> but let me give you the universal thing. I was, I was praying for you at Easter. I saw some of you at the end of your day. You may think this is weird. Sit down and be like, oh, I, I got to do this again tomorrow. Have you ever sat down or laid down and thought, I took on too much? (sighs) When's this season going to be over? And it's like, oh man, I'm carrying all this weight. And I know some of you are like, Oh, that sounds great, Jeff, but you said Jesus is a burden lifter. Is that, is that just like your Easter token one? Just like pull that out? No, 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 no. Let me tell you, I could go all the way through the Bible. Psalm 68, 19 says, praise be to the Lord, to the God, our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Isaiah prophesied of this Jesus hundreds of years before he would ever come. Hundreds of years he said this of him. Surely he took up our pain and he bore our suffering. He bore it for us. He's the weight bearer. He's the one who carries those burdens. I love Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said, are you heavy burdened? Come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. He said, I'll give you rest. He's talking about a rest that's deeper than a vacation, that's deeper than what a substance can offer you temporarily. He's talking about a rest for your souls where you go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a spiritual, deep, inner you rest that comes from him. I love 1 Peter 2, 24, because this is one of Jesus's closest friends. He's one that denied him three times. So if you've got some mistakes in your past or you're even feeling like you're not qualified for Jesus to lift your burdens, you need to know Peter because Peter denied him and Jesus loved him and came and gathered around a fire and restored him. And later in his life, after one who walked with him, he comes to say this in 1 Peter 2.24, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, by his sacrifice, you can be healed. 
I thought about this. I thought about this just so practically. Jesus not only did that on the cross, he carried the weight of the cross to carry our sin. I just want you to think about that this Easter. That's an image that shows you how much he loved you. He, after being beaten, he, after being all of the things that happened to him, he was an innocent lamb who went to be slaughtered. He carried the very cross that he would carry all the sin on. What is the weight that you're carrying? I began to pray about that. I began to think about all these things that we feel weighed in. The first thing is just how we do life. We're, we're overscheduled and we're stressed out. And if you ask one person today, how are you doing? They're gonna say, oh, I'm busy, man, I'm, I'm busy, busy. As if they didn't sign up for the things that they're busy doing, but it's almost like it just happened to me, man. I don't know how, but I'm just busy, like busy jumped on me. Busy just hit me. And I'm just busy, I'm just busy. Well, you know, I, I, and, and the way we do life, right? So we can, we can now, it's more challenging today. Anxiety, stress, pressure. You can't find a counselor. One, all the complexities of our world, but just the simple reality of we can be on all the time. There was a time in human history where TV went off. Anybody remember when TV used to go off? National anthem, da 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 da, boom, then it's just. <laughs> TV went off. Let's go to bed. Before there was a TV, there was a radio, right? They worked all day, came, they looked at the radio. And they turned the radio off and go to bed. And so now, though, you can work all day, you can check emails at 10, you can maximize your time, you can stay up late, you can get up, and it's really big for the younger generation because there's no respite from the weight they're carrying. If they feel a little insecure in the seventh grade, I've had seventh grade girls. Seventh grade girls need to get saved. They get a little insecure, and so they have their friend, and they say something that makes them feel more insecure, so they're carrying that weight and they're carrying the weight of their responsibilities, and they're carrying the weight of their grades, and they're carrying all the weight of that. But the difference in me and you, when I came home, I left all my bullies and all my people that made me feel, I left them at school for a little while. I went home and my parents didn't feel like it was their job to entertain me. They told me to go outside and play with a stick. <laughs> but now all these kids come to their bedroom and they live with that weight Several years ago, I gathered a bunch of high school students and sat with them and said, tell me about why you're so anxious. Tell me about why you're so burdened. They maybe began to talk to me about these pressures and the things they were carrying and not only the, always the pressure that their parents were putting, but the pressure they put on themselves and wait and wait and wait. Unmet expectations and failures can bring a lot of weight. You, you can be like, I thought I would be here by now and I thought I would see this by now and I haven't seen this in my life. It can, it can bring weight in your life, feeling like you failed. I've had multiple times where I felt like I didn't measure up to the standard or let other people down. I've had times, but as a young husband, before I had kids, the first church that I pastored, it didn't go well and I ended up having, I went from senior pastor and Baylor graduate and ascending to the top to moving my new wife in with my in-laws. And my wife cried every day, and I didn't know what I was gonna do, 
and, and I didn't know where I was gonna go. And, and if I'm really honest with you, I'm not bent toward depressive thoughts or depression, but, but I think I was probably somewhat in depression, just kind of trying to avoid it all. I, so if you feel the weight of feeling like you failed, I, I, it's a real weight. I, I felt it before, it's, it's, a, real, it's a real weight. But, but see, the other thing about all these weights is they don't wait for the perfect time to become weighty. They, they always come at an inopportune time. So you're carrying the other ones and here comes another one and pain is a great equalizer. I have said for years in preaching to people and I'm a pastor and that's what I've been doing since I was 21, living with the pains of what people walk through. And the thing about pain is, is sometimes God whispers to you but it's like he shouts in your pain. All your senses are there. There's, there's pain. I, I've been through pain. And there's always the other pressures. When my father became ill, it wasn't a good time in the life of my life and my responsibilities. We were in a grocery store behind Taco Casa. That's the house of the taco if you've never been there. And I was trying to get us to our new location and I was preaching probably too many times and, and I had a lot of pressure and my dad got sick and he had a routine surgery. And in between the two services, the nine o'clock and the 11 o'clock, my mom called me, she said, Jeff, he's not doing good. He's not doing good. And now the weight of that, like I'm gonna lose my dad and I gotta preach this message. I've walked out there trying to preach going, God, I got all this. Weight, pain, it gets weighty and it all starts coming at multiple times. But the biggest weight ultimately is our guilt. See, I, see I'm convinced that you don't have to really convince somebody that they're guilty and they need a savior. You just have to make sure they understand that Jesus is the only solution. Because what I find is that any person who's at any level intellectually, emotionally, or relationally honest, wherever you're at, any setting, any venue, you know you don't measure up to the standards of a holy and perfect God. But what we try to do is do good things or try to avoid it or I'll do it one day. The question's not are we guilty, the question is we know we've let down these people, we know we've hurt people, we know we've made mistakes. The question is will we really let Jesus be the solution for the guilt that we're carrying? Will we really say, I'm gonna receive what you paid for on that cross. I'm gonna receive what you've done for me. That's the real question. So I only have two points for you this Easter. Two simple things about carrying weight, because I don't have a doubt that you're carrying weight. The question is, what do we do with the weight? Number one, we gotta deal with this guilt thing, this, this sin thing, this this, this thing that we're all born with that we don't have to be trained to do. We can try, you can try to carry the weight of sin yourself or you can surrender to Jesus and he'll carry it for you. You really only have two options. Carry your own sin, perform your own way, make it yourself, complete whatever religious categories of things you need to do or or the other option is, I can't get to God, so I, I've got to receive what Jesus did. 
And I, several years ago, I, I saw a picture of this that made so much sense to me. And I'm a kind of a, a visual person. And, and I've shared this message in multiple settings. And I even share it in our Discovery 101. I've, I've literally shared this with hundreds of people. And I've seen the light bulb go on. And, and I thought, I, I'm going to share it this Easter. There's this concept that we have in our culture that says to most people say, well, I don't really have to receive this Jesus and sell out to this Jesus because I'm kind of basically a good person. And so we lose sight of the fact to go to heaven, good doesn't get it. But we're not as good as we really want people to think we are because if everyone knew what you've actually done, what you've actually thought, where you've actually been, most people carry those things real close to the vest and most people don't know the deep, dark secrets of who you really are. And yet we know though, we know. And so when we stand before an almighty God one day, and life is fast, we don't preach on this a lot anymore. We talk mostly, and I wanna be very clear, Jesus will affect your here and now. Jesus will affect the way you see your day. Jesus will affect everything about how you do life. But I want you to understand something too. Jesus' message is an eternal message too. And we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And life is going by really fast. Some of you are aging as I look at you right now. You're getting older. We're all headed to, the, to a moment where we're gonna stand everybody. I know some people who are real justice-oriented, they're like, oh, man, nobody's getting away with anything. The Bible says one day, every knee, how many knees? Every knee will bow. Every knee will bow before a holy God. And you'll stand before that holy God. And it won't be like the jokes that we tell, you know, there was this guy, there's a Jewish guy and a rabbi and a priest and da, 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 da. It won't be a joke. You'll be standing before God. And when he says, why should I allow you into my kingdom? If you say I'm a good person, you're gonna be in trouble. Because good doesn't gain entry. Perfection does. And that's why we love heaven. There's no cancer in heaven. There's no cheating in heaven. There's no backstabbing in heaven. That place is the place where we spend all eternity that's free from this weight-causing thing called sin, where we enjoy a relationship with Jesus forever. But you gotta be perfect. You gotta be perfect. And somebody's like, oh no, I'm in trouble. Could you feel that way? Because if you don't know you need a savior, you won't receive the savior that's available. And so I saw this picture. How many of you have ever been through one of these? 9-11 changed how we travel. Anybody, wherever you're at, any venue, online, how many of you say, I've been through one of these? Raise your hand, you've been through one of these. We all have. We're showing up there. We don't know these people. Taking our shoes off. Brother, your feet stink. Anyway, got a hole in your sock, kicking off everything. We roll up there. We got to put all our stuff in there. I, I was taking my kids, snow skiing. So we get there, man. It's early in the morning. We just had all these Christmas services. Everybody rolls up. One of my daughters, not to be named, was right in front of me. And, uh, and we're rolling up and you start taking your wallet out and put your iPhone in there and your computer. She pulls out a steak knife. I'm like, really? Seriously? Are you being serious right now? We're all gonna get arrested because you're looking for an available filet mignon or something at any, uh, are you being, 
But the truth is you can't take steak knives, bombs, gunpowder, guns, or half-drunk Pepsi. We don't know why, but you can't have it. It may blow somebody up. I don't know. The carbonation may kill somebody. We don't know why. But you can't bring any of that on the other side. And the fact is, I don't know how you see the message of the gospel, but I want to show it to you in the simplest way. If you come there and you say, I'm good, or I'm a Baptist, or I'm a Catholic, or I'm a Captist, or I was a good person, or I helped people across the road, or I gave to charities, or, or whatever you say, you, you still got stuff that can't go to the other side. The only way you go is you got to pass the scan, because just think about this. We don't want to worship a God that has the same problems we do. We love that he's perfect. And because he's perfect and heaven is a perfect place, that's why we can spend eternity there without this weight-bearing thing called sin. And so the good news is you get there before Jesus. I'm going to give you the right answer. Don't, don't, don't reflect on you because you can't pass the scan what you may see the cross differently is Jesus says, you can't pass the scan, scan me. So he, we, we exchange our inability to be able to pass the scan and we receive his perfect scan. Let me give you the scripture because it's very powerful. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're not righteous, but when you receive Jesus, you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I wanna show you this because I started talking about this weight thing, and then I started hearing all these testimonies of people saying, I received Jesus and I felt lighter. And I just asked our team, man, I was like, I was picking up on that multiple times, so I asked our team, I want you to watch this, wherever you're watching from, I want you to watch this. It's, it's an amazing set of stories where people receive the burden lifting Jesus. Watch this with me. I didn't know Jesus, I felt that there was a weight on me, like a, somebody had a finger on me, holding me down. It was just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Growing up, men were taught that you cannot show your emotions, you cannot cry. Everything was inside and I could not let it out. Uh, once you get to the all-time low, it's like, what else? I was living in misery. You know, I had a, a lot of pain from just things that I've gone through as a kid, teenager, young adult. I don't like to put my burdens on other people, so I stuff. Um, and I just kept stuffing and, and just keeping it to myself. And, you know, of course it was tearing me up inside. I started taking steps. We started going to church. Church has, has kind of felt, like outside looking in, it was like, okay, Everyone goes, they receive the message, and then they go to basically like these small therapy groups is what I envisioned it, right? And so I thought, I don't need that. You know, I thought, you know, I, I've got this, I'll put the work in, I'll do this on my own. I would say Jesus has been knocking, and then I was like, we need to go try the church and the school. 
right? We <laughs> drive milestone. I had always passed by milestone on my way to work. One Saturday, I had nothing better to do, and I said, well, let me stop by. Once I parked, I was, I was walking in. As I was walking by, I noticed this gentleman. He jogs over to me and he says, hey, give me a high five for Jesus. So I said, this can't hurt, so I gave him a high five, and he put a smile on my face. I was smiling when I walked into the church. We walked in, and everyone's like, hi, how are you? And, you know, everyone was really genuine. I found out that I wasn't alone. I'm not the only person that has been through bad stuff. I was seeing it all around me. I was seeing it at home. I was seeing it through my wife. I was seeing it through these other people that are very close to me. The problem I was having is I was saying, I want that, but my head was getting in the way of getting me out of the way. Pastor Jeff was talking about the, the kingdom of God, and he said, really, the kingdom of God is, is it's walking by faith, not by sight. And it was like this wave of relief, like, wait a minute, I, I don't have to have all the answers. We're doing this. One of the ladies prayed with me, and she was like, have you accepted Jesus, you know? And I said, I have not. And she was like, well, would you like to? And I said, I would. I was able to accept Jesus into my heart. Pastor Jeff had a statement. What does it mean to be born again? And it says, that's when your old life stops and your new life can begin. And bam, it hit me. I just opened up my arms and said, Jesus, I'm here for you. And stuff. And that's where I felt the day that I was saved. We get in the car and I was like, I'm ready. Let's, what's that prayer? She, she was like, I don't know the prayer. I, I think I need to Google it. <laughs> so, so she did. We said a prayer. Don't know if it was the right one, but things changed. So <laughs> things have really changed for me. Once I found out what it was to be with Jesus, my whole life is like, wow, there is a better, better life with Jesus. I just felt like a weight was lifted off of me. I felt just, I mean, I can't even describe it. A weight had lifted off of me. I just, I, I can't explain it. I felt a lot lighter. It feels like everything that was giving me stress and anxiety before as husband and father, it, it really does feel lighter. Isn't that awesome? So you, you, you see, you see the testimony of real people, all of them saying, lighter, burden lifted. You may say, I've met that Jesus. I haven't been as connected to him as I should be, but I still feel like I'm carrying a lot of weight. Well, my second point is, is that you can also miss it if you don't understand that you can carry life's burdens alone or you can let his church carry them with you. Galatians 6, 2, when the Bible talks about burden, also says that what we do together, as you accept Christ, he places you in his family. It says, carry each other's burdens. When you're disconnected from the church, the church is just, it's not a building, it's not a set of programs, it's a set of divine relationships. We call it spiritual family. Wherever you're listening to in any venue or any place, or maybe you watch this later, I want you to know when I say the church, I'm not talking about just Milestone Church. I believe I'm the most blessed pastor on the planet. I love the people I pastor. 
I, I love, I can't even believe I get to. I mean, I believe there's some of the most amazing people on the planet, but we're not the only church. I hope you get plugged in to your church and love it as much as I love the church I get to do life with. It's Jesus's church. It's his family. And you need to be plugged into that type of atmosphere. You say, why? Why do I need that? To carry life's burdens? You're either in a storm or headed to a storm. Sorry to discourage you on Easter. But you're going to face life's challenges. You're preparing today your relationships for your storms of tomorrow. And I want you to know this. You can't do it alone. I got it. I got it. You don't got it. You're not going to make it alone. You're not going to make it alone. So that's why God gives us each other. We're better together. We're better as a part of his family. We need each other. We help each other. I know what you're asking. You're like, oh, I think it's Easter, so the pastor's going to tell me about all the programs of Milestone Church. No, I'm going to tell you what I know you want. I know you want some great friends. Can I tell you this? The one speaking to you, not because I'm the pastor, I have to have the relationships in my life. When my dad died, I thank God for my friends who showed up to help me. I thank God when my wife had a miscarriage, I wasn't alone. I thank God when I was scared and wanted to quit the very thing God called me to, that I had people in my life to say, Jeff, don't quit. Don't quit. We're here with you. You're not going to make it alone because you're not more hard-headed than me. You're not. We need those relationships. We want to grow spiritually, and we live in a content world. Everybody's talking. I got on Instagram, and everybody's preaching their message. God gives a spiritual family to be together, to grow together. You can say, I'm humble. You don't know if you are until you get in relationships. Before I preach my Easter message, I stand in front of my big mirror in my room. You are a bald bishop. <laughs> You'll preach the word. The word of God will drip off of your lips like homiletic honey. <laughs> my wife will say, hey, big boy, you left your underwear on the bathroom floor. The bishop does not concern himself with such lowly matters. We need one another to really work out our salvation and grow and develop. And I know you want help with your kids. Did you know I have grown kids? I have a grandkid on the way. Come on, son. Friday. I couldn't do it by myself. I teach parenting. And I couldn't do it with I am so thankful for the youth leaders, the people that took off work to go lead retreats, to go take them to camp, to love on them, to preach the word to them. I cannot do it without those people that have helped me and surrounded me and been a part of it. It's not about how much you know. You think you know a lot till you get punched in the face and you need some people to help you. You're not gonna make it alone. You're not. You need to plug in. If I had a young person, I'd find a place where the Bible's preached, where there's people helping them with life, talking to them about the truth of what Jesus has to offer, and I'd get them plugged into it. You're like, Jeff, what do you want me to do? Well, I'm going to pray for all of you that say, man, I need this sin lifted, but 
I want to I tell you this. Some of you, just come back. I just want to make it real simple this Easter. Wherever you're listening from, if you just come back to the online or come back to a campus or come back to this series that I'm going to talk about family. I'm going to talk about family. It's the number one prayer request we receive. I'm going to do a series on that. And if you're planning to be married, if you've been married, if you want to be married, if you've got any kids, if you've lost all your hair like me from having kids, if you need some help, I know nobody wants to ask for help, but let's just say we need some help. We need some help. Well, I want to try to help you. So just come back to the family series. Here's Easter in a nutshell. Jesus knows the weight we carry, but when we surrender it to him, he takes it. I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads wherever you're listening to me from. Wherever you're at, bow your heads. I'm gonna ask no one to move around for just a moment. If you haven't surrendered to Jesus, I'm not talking about being religious. I'm, I'm not talking about, if you're not right with Jesus and you're carrying the weight, just surrender. And I want to lead you in a prayer. It's really simple. Jesus, you just say to him, Jesus, come into my life. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. But here's where I love to make it personal. Would you become my Jesus? Would you become my Lord and Savior, Jesus? You say it to him. The Bible says not you might be or you could be or you, you, you know, hope to be. It says if you pray that and you mean it, you shall be saved. You will be saved. And if you prayed that prayer, you received him. I'm gonna ask everybody just to keep their heads bowed for a minute. But if you say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer with you, I want you to do me a simple favor. And just right where you are, just slip your hand up. Wherever you're at, any setting, just slip your hand up and just say, I prayed that with you, Pastor Jeff. If you're online, text meet Jesus. But I want you just to raise your hand and say, that's me. And hold it up. And there's some ushers in the aisle. Hold it up until you get this card Wherever you're at, there's a card. And I know sometimes, you're, again, we don't want to ask for help. Look, raise your hand. This is to help you. What I'm giving you is I'm giving you a book I wrote called Closer to help you get close to Jesus. I'm giving you a Bible, okay? It's a gift for you. There's some people there. If you have some questions, there's going to be some people there to pray with you, to help you. And I want to get that gift in your hand and help you get started in your relationship with Jesus, all right? Every head bowed and every eye closed. How many of you here say, I know Jesus, Pastor. But man, I came this Easter because I'm carrying weight. Would you just slip your hand up and say, that's me. I'm carrying weight. I'm carrying pressure all across the room, in any room. Just, 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 that's me, a lot of you. Lord, I pray right now, Jesus. Lord, we have a tendency to say we have it. We have a tendency to carry it ourselves. But Lord Jesus, you're the burden lifter. So Lord, we receive that from you today. You, you, you said, come to me if you're weary and you're heavy laden. Lord, we wanna receive that rest right now for our souls. Thank you, Jesus, that you offer it to us. Lord, let no person be isolated or alone. Lord, I pray they would connect with the relationships you have for them. Lord, we need each other and thank you that you live in and through us to show your love and grace to others. In Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Easter. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.